spoiler warning, we watch WandaVision, the series finale, talk about how it made us feel and cry. I'm your guest host this week, Nate Viscar from Earache Podcast. You're listening to Geekly Bi-Weekly. And I killed Sparky too. All right, guys, so before we get into this episode, I wanted to give a big, big thank you to our homie over on Twitter, Leland Philpot, who actually gave this episode their, uh, the the intro that we're using. Uh, he didn't, like, give it to us. He let us use it. But, I mean, if you want to check out his music, you can find him at, uh, at Leland Philpot on Twitter. Follow his stuff. He's actually really, really good at what he does. He's a uh, music engineer, a lyricist, and a musician, a hip-hopper out of uh, Chicago. This guy... His work is absolutely stellar, and I'm not even like a big hip-hop guy. This guy just really, really, really killed it. But moving forward, um, hi, Nate. Welcome to the show. (laughs) What's up, guys? It's awesome to be here. Thank you for having me. You know, we're super, super stoked to be having you. Um, guys, this is Nate. He's a, he's an old homie of mine, but he's also a buddy of the podcast over on Earache Podcast. I'm not sure. What's, uh, what's, uh, What's the at, Nate? Give a plug it in. At Earache the Pod on Instagram.com. You guys can follow any one of us. Um, hit up hit up Jacob for my for my at Mastodon Sanchez on Twitter and uh, Instagram.com Viscar and Nate. That's Nate Viscar backwards. Uh-huh, that's great. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, hit us hit us up if you want to follow them, which I would totally suggest following them. Their stuff is super, super stellar, and they've just got a really good show going on over there. Um, thank you for being here, man. We really do appreciate you're taking time out of I'm your busy, so busy schedule. That being said, when I first looked you up or looked up your guys' podcast when you gave me the name, um, I looked up Earache Podcast and I got the record label, Earache Records. And I was like, damn, he's working for Earache? Good for him. Dang. It sounds like we're right? going to have some splaining to do later. Right? That's what I'm saying, man. I, I actually hadn't, I didn't even have, I didn't have any idea for that. I, Wow. That's something I'm going to look into. <laughs> well, yeah, yesterday or not yesterday, the other day when you told me that you were uh, recording for Earache, that's why I said congratulations because I was like, damn, this dude's on Earache Records now. Like, those guys are like notorious for thrash and like just angry, angry music. I didn't even think about that. And um, it's funny too because the name Earache came from the show that Keith and Jose were doing, and that was just a music news show. And so that was like their second project. And then when talking about changing the name from um, Random Encounters to um, something else, Earache kind of kept coming up. And we were like, you know what? That just works for everything. So, uh, yeah, I don't know how that one slipped, but we'll see. <laughs> Come at Hopefully me. Hopefully there'll be no uh, no legal, legal repercussions because that would suck. Yeah, that totally would. But, I mean, we could, we could just change our name again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, when in doubt. So WandaVision. Yeah, WandaVision. Yeah, let's get into this, guys, because we've got a lot to cover. Um, For those of you that have been keeping up on the series, you're not really going to need a recap. But for those of you that are just tuning in uh, for the series finale, um, first of all, wrong. Don't do that. Go watch the show. (laughs) What are you doing with your life? Come on now. Yeah, like I I was going to try and give you a whole recap, but um, I don't know. That feels like it would take forever. Yeah. Hey, can I confess something to you guys? Mm. Yo. So I almost ditched this show when it first what? came out. What? So uh, we, we sat down 
we watched it. Oh, it's going to be cute. You know, it's going to take. all I knew about it was that it was going to take place directly after Endgame, um, deal with repercussions, stuff like that, you know, but you know, I went into it pretty blind, but willfully, like, like I wanted to go into it, not really knowing a lot. And, um, I remember watching like the first two episodes and I was like, this is such a, if, if every episode is just going to be funny TV stuff and then a little hint at the end, I'm not going to, it's not going to keep my attention for very long. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just kind of held on and I gave it like one more episode and I was like, ah, I see. (laughs) (laughs) Here we go. Here's the action. Yes. Yeah. That's how I felt about it at first as well. It was, um, I feel like the first two episodes, I was like, all right, cool. Like, they dropped them together. So, it, it was like, yeah, cool, awesome. We're going to be getting, like, a little bit more. And then at the end of the second episode, when the beehive guy came out of the sewer, and she was like, no. I was like, yeah, all right, cool. Now we're getting somewhere. Yeah, I, I was sold from the get-go um, just because I, I really appreciated watching Wanda in the movies. And so the fact that she actually had a show and it was with Vision, I was already sold before it even aired. And then when the first episode even dropped, uh, though, I actually, I watched the second episode before I watched the first episode. Um, Yeah, so it ended up being out of sync and I was very confused. And then it made a lot more sense when I went back and watched the first episode. But you can thank my partner. That would frustrate the hell out of me. Uh, because he was like, no, this is the first episode. And I'm like, no, it it isn't, love. And uh, yeah, so it it wasn't the first episode. And uh, But yeah, I was, I was sold, though, watching even the sitcom bits, and especially when the beekeeper came out with the um, chopper that came in, and that was the only thing in color, like, sold in it, yeah. ready to watch more, and they delivered. Most definitely they did. Um, speaking of, uh, like, not having watched the first episode when you thought you were, um, I know it's a completely different show, but I did the same thing when I started watching Game of Thrones. Mm. I was at a homie's house, and I was like, <laughs> hey, cool, this says this is the first episode. And I watched it, and I was like, oh, cool. Kyle Drago's dead already. What the hell is going on in this show? Yeah. I just met him, and now he's dead. Yep. Um, And then I started over and, like, watched it from the beginning and got, I think, to the end of season two. And I was like, wow, this show is garbage, and never watched it again. (laughs) No, I watched watched all of it. Yeah, I got up to to season four, and we... uh, we kind of we kind of just left it. I I I don't think it was scratching the right itches for me at the time. And as well made as I think those shows are, they just couldn't hold me the way that let's say, I mean, and I know this is unfair to judge the two because The Mandalorian is what I was going to bring up is is perfection in my opinion. Um mm-hmm. but as in terms of really well-made shows, it just doesn't hold me the same way, you know? And, and I'm a big fantasy fan, of course, you know, like I, I love fantasy. I love high fantasy. I love all that stuff, but it just, um, it just, it just didn't seem to have the right vibes for me. And I, and I gave it, I gave it a good shot. You know, I'd say four seasons was a good shot. Yeah, no, you, you definitely gave it a good shot and you, you jumped before it got really bad. So, uh, <laughs> and that's what, that's what people are telling me. And, and we're, we're kind of, we're kind of like, Hey, you know what? It's, it's good. We kind of missed that. Cause that sounds awful. It would suck to get so invested in like such a great show only to be like shat on by the person who did it. Well, and it's actually kind of interesting that you brought up 
Game of Thrones because there have been some comparisons of like what they should have done with Danny's character in Game of Thrones is what they did with Wanda in WandaVision. Interesting. Um, it was that slow burn of everything in her life has been taken away. She is just going kind of bonkers because at this point she has nothing to lose. And so there have been comparisons online of the difference between Danny and Wanda and what Wanda did successfully that Game of Thrones could have done um, in order to have made the last season successful. Oh, totally. I can, I can definitely see that. I mean, I wasn't invested in the last season at all. I just kind of watched the, uh, the, the shit show from the sidelines, but it, <laughs> it looked like it could have done better. It looked like it could have done better. And mm-hmm. I really feel like they dropped the ball. I really feel like they JJ Abrams this. Yeah. And just dropped the ball all the way at the end. And well, the thing with such a massive show was that there were so many Reddit theories. There were so many speculations. It was like literally just go on any forum and pick that and go with it because that would have been better than what you delivered. Uh, but yeah, anyways, WandaVision. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we were talking about WandaVision, right? Um, yeah. All right. So let's start. Nate, I'm going to pass the torch over to you. What did you think of the finale? Ah, the torch. It's hot. Ah. <laughs> it's a little podcast <laughs> joke. Um, so, the, the, okay. So this finale, I didn't know. I didn't know which way they were going to go with it. I really, really appreciated the fact that we got to see in the last couple of episodes um, the buildup of Photon, which is going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Agent Rambo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Agent Monica. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. Um, so yeah, and and that that was a cool kind of reveal that I think a lot of people were really stoked to see is that, Oh, she's getting powers. Like, yeah. like she's, she's getting, she's getting her, her due because I mean, she's earned it. She got thrown into this situation and handled it like a pro. Yeah. So I, I just, I think that, I think that she's going to be a really cool character to see. And uh, depending on which way it goes, depending on, you know, cause she goes a couple of different ways with the comics. She um, was a uh, captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, then the superhero uh, photon. I'm just excited about her. She's gone through so many different names. I think we talked about that in the last episode as well. Yeah, she was like photon, Captain Marvel. She was Spectrum. <laughs> yeah, that's the one uh, that I keep forgetting. It's, I think that's the internet that we have. Yeah, it's just really, it's just really interesting that 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 they're bringing in this character in such a cool, organic way, and bringing it back to the last episode and and how it kind of made me feel. So overall, I I would totally give this thing an A. Like like I would I I I was very satisfied. It was really cool. It also at times felt like it was going to be like a cliffhanger when then you kind of forget like you're like, "Oh yeah, I'm watching like a limited series. It's going to end." Yeah. Yeah. Or rather or rather set up, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I feel like they set up uh, what's to, to come next? Uh, pretty well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll I'll talk about that when it's over on my part or my my turn to talk about it. We'll continue on. What else you got to say? Yeah. So so basically, overall, with the with the last episode, I I think that it was very 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 well done in terms of writing and the way that everything played out and the the wrap up. But uh, 
I think th- it had a lot of moments that I was kind of like, ugh, like this is this feels like a cheap superhero movie right now. And, <laughs> and, yeah. and I know that I know that we're watching I know that we're watching television royalty and television mastery at work because this is as high as a budget gets for a TV show. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But. That being said, I'm like, man, there were some times where I felt like I was watching Dragon Ball Z. Like I was just like, this is, it's too much of like a like a Justice League cheap kind of look, you know. And and it was there's, there was a couple of moments of that. So that's that's where I'll lay uh, my uh, my bone down. Well, hold on before we before we leave you uh, where you lie. Um, I gotta know, like, what's the uh, what, what, what was at least one of those points? Yeah, no, I didn't mean it to sound like we're gonna. Where like, give me an example of one of those moments where you said you felt it was kind of Dragon Ball Z cheapy. Okay, so this uh, I'll I'll name this one and then a Dragon Ball one. So the, this one that I'm gonna talk about is the fact that um, when. <laughs> When Agatha is like floating in the air with her arms all out and and all like, but I was like, I feel like I'm watching like fucking Calamar's Revenge or something like that. Like I feel like I'm watching a Halloween Town Disney Channel movie. And yep. They they just made it really they just made it really cheesy. When I think that they could have done a couple of different things, they could have had her, they could have had her like standing on the ground, but like with some sick ass dark like aura. Because I loved that the whole purple you know thing. Like I loved all of that mm-hmm. and. They they made her look great. I'm a huge fan of Catherine Hahn. Um, so good. They, they made her look amazing too. Uh, but it just, it was a little weird. But then also the vision fight. Uh, I guess you could call it double vision. <laughs> oh my God. No. No. Stop. But also that was so good. Uh. <laughs> uh, anyways. Um, so I, yeah, I, I just, there were a couple of fights that were like, this is just too much. It's too cheesy for me. But other than that, I mean, those are that's just nitpicking. The show is amazing. All right. Well, I guess it's over to you, Ida. What are we thinking? I agree with Nate in a lot of that, where I think overall the show was wonderful. The finale was great. There's definitely a couple little bits where I was like, oh, that theory would have been cool had it panned out. Or like, oh, that thing would have been all right. Um, but I definitely agreed that some, some of the fight scenes were a little rough uh especially the vision fight scenes uh it just it felt a little ragdoll to point but i mean otherwise i was super <laughs> yeah. satisfied with this finale um and the the show and series as a whole like i really feel like they pushed a lot of the boundaries for what to what's to come with marvel television um while also giving you closure, giving some really heart-wrenching lines, too, because, like, oh, the goodbye. But, um, and then really setting up for what's to come in the future with both of the after-credits scenes. So I'm excited to see where everything else goes. But, yeah, I think Nate kind of covered it. Like, it was, it was, it was good. Cool. That was a good show. I had a good time, guys. Goodbye. Good night, guys. Thanks for joining. Don't you dare edit it again. I swear to God. (laughs) Um, All right. Well, listen, listen. I I think that we've um, between both of you guys saying what you said. uh, I think it's been covered about how I feel about it as well. That being said, I have to disagree with you, Ida, on the uh, the vision fight. Uh Um, 
looking at it from a CGI standpoint, mm-hmm. I felt every single like every single hit that was taken and thrown like they they put a lot more weight into visions punches and like them throwing each other around than there would have been if it were like an actual uh, like a live action fight um uh-huh. I feel like they they as far as the CGI work they did really really well and I know that I'm not explaining it well but like when they were hitting each other and like like I think they headbutted at one point, didn't they? Something like that. You could feel it. And I was like watching him throw these, uh, watching him get hit and shit. And I was like, this actually is hurting me. Like they, they, these feel like they are like fucked up hits and I am loving it. So, so I'm only gonna, I'm only gonna cut you off just because I just want to make a quick reference while we're talking about this specific moment is that, is that, do you guys remember in, in uh, the first Harry Potter uh, where Neville gets, you know, that the broom takes him and everything, and there's that really, really shitty animation of him, like, falling and or hanging off of the statue and everything. Yeah. There were a couple of moments in that vision fight where I was like, Neville? I was like, that was, that looked... <laughs> yeah, I, it felt very familiar to me as well, and thank you for placing it, because it's that. Yeah. So, it's that yeah, scene. See, so I'm on, I'm on team Ida. Okay, and I'd appreciate it if you backed off. All right. Oh my god! <laughs> How many can you do? Anyways. How many can you do in the span of the show? How many can you do? All right, let's see. You're on. Let's see. Let's. I don't know. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> really? You're gonna hit what with the I, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's. I don't. That was I just know. so slick. Yeah, so slick. Even oh Nate missed Lord. it. Yeah. Oh that was. <laughs> that was. <laughs> That was one of the rare moment, moments where something went under my head. Oh. Wow. There it is. <laughs> wow. I'm working OT. Welcome to a pun hour on a, on Geekly Biweekly. Because yeah. We're going to have a wonderful time. Okay. I swear to God, I'm going to go unplug your microphone. <laughs> Anyways, as I was saying. Yeah, finish <laughs> your thought, Hogan. <laughs> I feel like I feel like their their fight was cool, but also it was it felt super super visiony mm-hmm. for him to be like, hold on, let's talk this out. Yeah, I'm not even the real vision. <laughs> was- you're the real vision. And at one point, I was like, fuck, this guy's just gonna self destruct. Like he's gonna be like, oh shit, you're right, my bad, peace. Yeah. And then like yeah, <laughs> but then there would be no vision at all. But then he like goes and like alters his not even alters his memory, but unlocks his memories. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, oh, shit, you're right. My bad. And then just takes off. And, and then, then he goes, and then he goes, the episode. and then he goes, fuck, I gotta go. <laughs> yeah. Bye, guys. Yeah. He said. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think that, I think it's very characteristic for Vision to take a, a, a logical standpoint and during a battle, knowing that he's fighting himself. And logic is like one of the clearest things to him. He's kind of like. He's kind of like Spock in that sense, right? Mm-hmm. Like he, yeah. he he comes at everything from a very logical perspective. And I think that he realized like, okay, if logic is intriguing to me, it's going to be intriguing to this guy. So I'm going to ask him how he feels right now. And, yeah, exactly. And, and he let his guard down the second he said, 
I require elaboration <laughs> or I request elaboration or whatever. Yeah. I was like, ah, oh, he got him. <laughs> and it's such a yeah, vision but- way too. Like there's no other response than that that vision would have logically given. Like elaborate, like, please. Yeah. Exactly. Like once he thought about it, it, it became very diplomatic at one point. Mm-hmm. And I loved watching that because I was like, yeah, that's the way to get shit done. Like, I feel like, like me personally, I'm not, I'm not big on like, oh, let's just fucking duke it out. Like, that's the way we're going to, we're going to figure this out. I'm like, let's talk about it. Let's figure out what's going on that's bothering both of us. And then let's come up with a solution because I don't want to have to fight you because I will kill you. I will murder you with my hands. <laughs> that being right. said, if someone ends up murdered near me, I promise it wasn't me. This is not incriminating. Are you sure? Here's a here's a um, here's a choreography appreciation uh, right here for the vision fight. I loved watching him, like like, oh my god, what's the word? Uh, go through him with his punches and then hold on to him and swing him around and, yes. and use that to like use that to swing. That was so cool. I am so into watching like like innovative ways of fighting and stuff like that in superhero movies and that was super fun yeah most definitely like like you said seeing him face though and then like using the momentum of the punch like against him was super super great um Mm -hmm. but also it was pretty fucked up how like he starts and he goes over to wanda and she's like oh my god vision and then he just tries to crush her skull yeah (laughs) just like yeah Yeah, like he put I one thought, hand on her. I thought we like, were gonna get a. I thought we were gonna get a headbutt. To be honest, I thought he was gonna go dunk and just get her. Well, either that or like, if you really wanted to finish her, he could have just like used that. Uh, what I feel like was like a tiny arc reactor in his forehead. Mm-hmm. But like, he could have used that and just like yeah. straight up lasered her face, like um, like like Homelander it? did in uh, in the boys. Yeah, boys. I was just oh, gonna make that reference. So. We're gonna have to talk about that's, that on the show. What a violent yeah, one! Yeah, that's a, that's <laughs> such a show, dude. Oh my god. <laughs> um, yeah, talk about uh, superhero violence, but yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> that one. That one I feel is so, pretty up there when it comes to superhero shows. Nate, we are talking. Gosh, Nate, so rude. It's our show. I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm oh going my god. to tell your girlfriend. <laughs> Do it. Do it. You won't. Bet I have her phone number right here. Do it. Dang. Actually, is, I don't have her phone number. That'd be really weird because I've never guess. even met her. Uh, do I need to leave you yeah, two alone? Be, that would, that would, yeah. Why am I here? What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, okay. um, um, so we've talked about like the fight. We've talked about uh, Vision being super diplomatic. How do we feel about the show as a whole? As like not just the series finale, which I almost called it the season finale, but it's a series finale. A sad day. Um, <laughs> but how do we feel about the show as a whole? And if there was a way for them to, I guess, continue it, how would you want them to? Oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want them to continue it. This was such a nice little, this was such a nice little, like, uncrustable snack mm-hmm. um, before we get into the multiverse stuff. Because I'm still, I'm still calming down from the MCU. The MCU still has a lot of hype and stuff like that. And I'm still calming down. I can't wait to get into multiverse stuff. But at the same time, I was, I'm enjoying this little this little lull of TV shows that we're getting. And, and I appreciate that WandaVision came in did what they had to do, set it up, and took off. Yeah. 
they they set up the ball and then they knocked it out of the park. It just it was it was a really good show. Yep. I I agree with Nate. I don't think that it should have continued. I think it ended exactly as it needed to. Um and I'm just excited to see the next show and where it continues forward and how they're going to take what they set up and utilize it. What about you? Which the next show that we have coming out is actually going to be the Falcon and Bucky show mm-hmm. or um no, it it's is couples it? therapy. The Winter Soldier. <laughs> it's couples therapy. The the, the TV series, <laughs> which is actually coming out in yeah. two weeks. What two weeks? So the nineteenth is when Falcon and Winter Soldier is coming out, and then next week on the twelfth we have Assembled, which is showing the behind the scenes of how WandaVision was made. Rad. And then shortly after that, we've also got um, Loki coming out on June eleventh, right? Yes. So it's it's all lined up, just ready to go, um, and I'm excited for all this good content. Because if or as Kronk would say from Emperor's New Groove, oh yeah, it's all coming together. <laughs> no, as Kronk would say, he would go something like like uh, what do you say there, Cusco? <laughs> <laughs> See the uh, that was line... actually like kind of really good. I'm so mad. Yeah, about it that. was. That was that was beautiful. Uh, I'm bored a lot. I can't do Hey, so what did you guys what did you guys think of what did you guys think of (laughs) Wiccan and Speed? Oh my gosh, that was fun. But also I'm sad that they're gone now. Uh, Yeah, that was pretty heartbreaking. But that was a cute little like acknowledgement. I liked that. That was cool to see them get to do some action. Yes. Yeah, especially when she was uh, she being uh, Wanda was like, I'm going to go take care of her. You guys take care of the military. Yeah, boys like, take care yep. of the military. <laughs> yeah, I was like, these kids are about to get their shit rocked. And then... We'll see them We'll see I them guess, later. They'll just be completely different people. Yeah, yep. which is something that we're going to have to bring up later on in the show because that's... that. I'm sure... Did you watch both end credit scenes, Nate? I actually did not, and I'm a little bummed about it. Boy? How dare. Oh, I'm sad now. Yeah, I, I literally, I found out that there was a second after credit scene. So just before recording, I watched it because I was like, I got to know. I got to know. Oh, uh, I got I got my garage mounted TV right in front of me. I am currently playing WandaVision. So I'm just going to fast forward. While you're fast forwarding, we're actually just going to continue the conversation. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, I guess we can't really give it away without spoilers because he's going to go watch it. Well, why don't we talk about the first one, which I think he did see, correct? Yes. Yeah. I saw the, I saw the Cree one. Refresh my memory. I honestly forgot what it was. So that was where Monica was brought into the theater. Um, and it's setting up for Captain Marvel two, which is going to be fun, especially now that she's got powers. Yeah. Okay. But hold on. We got to, we got to talk about that because the scroll like shows up and was like, oh yeah, he wants to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Who do we think that she was referring to? Because my little sister thinks that it was Talos. Well, I think that it was Nick. No, I think it's I think it's I think it's Talos. Yeah. You think it's Talos? Yeah. That might check out a little bit more, though. I mean, really, they could throw anybody. Let me right? put it this way. Let me put it this way. If it's Nick, I'm gonna be really annoyed and disappointed because i am so tired of people being mysteriously taken away to go talk to nick fury 
He's had his <laughs> he's had his time. He's good. Just let him pop in for some exposition. But I am so tired of like you were brought here because I need you. And it's just like, okay, all right, another one. Are you doing oh. Nick Fury or Foghorn Leghorn? Because I couldn't tell. <laughs> you were brought. I say you were brought here. <laughs> well, I mean, what's your name? I'm not even sure who the scroll was, but she mentioned that it was going to be a uh, the person that wanted to talk to her was an old friend of her mom's. So it could like it really realistically could either be Talos or Nick Fury. Like there's there's no one else that we know of at least. Yeah. No, I that think could it, be like. I think it's Talos, especially with the pointing Talos. up upwards. Like let's go. We're not on this planet anymore. Well, that's what I'm saying though, because Nick Fury isn't on the planet either. Yeah, I just I I'm with Nate. I'm Team Nate on this. Uh, Andy this Fisher. is just really gang up on Hogan Day, isn't it? Well, hey, duh. um, looks like looks like Hogan's out, <laughs> right? Oh, so, new host is Nate. Jeez, uh, uh, yeah. oh, that's cool. I, this is just my idea and my yeah, booted from your own show, right? <laughs> all Who all the time some... and energy that you have put into making this thing happen, and we're just what is this? I'm going to need you to keep keep putting that time and energy into it, but like just. <laughs> I'm going to be, I'm the captain now. Yep. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Um, hey, this, this, um, this is a pretty sweet post, post credit credit scene. Yes. So, wow. Yeah. This is, this is, cause so, so at first I was like, this is just some like soaring over California stuff, but then like, wow. Okay. Yeah. So now, now we can talk about it. All right. Okay. So, um, she is projecting a whole other being like as a cover while she's in the back reading this book, which she should not be doing. I really feel like it's setting her up to become sort of a villain. Well, I've always, I've always considered Scarlet Witch as kind of like a, a chaotic good hero anyways. I mean, I know it's pretty, you know, blatant already, but I, I just, I, I, this, this fits, it fits that this kind of gave her, her power again. And, and I don't mean her special powers. I mean, just like her empower, she's empowered again. She, she felt like she, I'm, I'm, she felt like she was ripped, you know, part of her was ripped away when her brother died and, um, shout out to that amazing joke that Agatha said where, you know, she was like full of holes. That was great. Um, <laughs> But it was, um, yeah, I think that she's empowered again. So I think that she's, instead of being scared of and trying to control her powers more, she's like honing them and sharpening them. And, and, and it's just so funny to think about like, how would she be if she faced Loki now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you're not wrong about that. Wait, Loki or? No, 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 no. I know Ultron, obviously, but I'm saying like, she has very... She has very similar powers, I would say, or, or, or fighting styles and tricks to Loki. I would love to see that battle. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I think I, I, I don't completely agree with that one, but I can see where you're coming from on that. Yeah, I just think they'd be really good um, adversaries. I could see that. Is that the right? Is that the right word? Did I get that right? Yeah, I think that's the right I word. Think so. Okay, cool. No, I, I uh, thought it was really interesting that, mm-hmm. you know, she 
again, is trying to learn. She's trying to have a better understanding, especially with the whole fight with Agatha, where Agatha kept calling out, like, you don't even understand your powers. You have no idea what you even are doing. Um, that's why you should give them to me. And then, especially when she uses the runes to just fuck Agatha up. It was great. Um, that was a great reveal, by the way. And then... Uh, her final moments with Monica where she's saying, you know, I don't understand my powers now, but I will to then see that after credit scene where she like, no, she is reading up. She is focused. She is coming into her powers and really accepting her strength now that her grieving process is kind of over. And I'm excited to see her now as Scarlet Witch, not as Wanda. Now, hold on, yep. like, before we continue on with this, um, for those of you that didn't see the, uh, because this isn't just a conversation between us, but also we, I guess we should include the uh, people that are listening. For those of you that didn't see the second post-credits uh, trailer, or uh, what is scene. it, video? Scene, yeah. Um, <clears throat> it starts off with uh, them showing, like like Nate said, uh, like soaring over California kind of thing, like it's going through woods and like over a lake and stuff, and then it zooms in on a... Um, a a cabin, mm-hmm. just a random cabin, and you hear like the uh, the teapot in the cabin going off, and Wanda is sitting on the front porch, and she goes inside and like starts pouring herself a cup of tea, and it uh, pans past her and goes into one of the bedrooms where we see Wanda in her full Scarlet Witch outfit, like kind of floating in the air, reading the Darkhold and like flipping through its pages and. Like, there's a bunch of different runes around her, like, floating around her, and it ends with her kind of looking at the the camera when she hears her kids uh, yelling for her help. Yeah, I got chills just in that reiteration yeah. again. Like, just you talking about it, it gave me chills again. I just, I'm so excited. So, so basically, she is projecting her... She's projecting her children, right? You think that she's projecting her children again? I mean, that would make the most sense, right? Because I I can't see. Well, it depends on how much time has passed, I guess. Well, and also what I'm wondering is, like, is she kind of doing a Doctor Strange thing where she's seeing multiple different timelines? Because I I definitely got a Doctor Strange feel with her hovering with the orbs kind of surrounding her um, and the fact that she is out, it's outwardly said that she's going to be involved heavily in the second Dr. Strange, Dr. Strange, uh, right. the Madison multiverse. So that was kind of more my thinking was that maybe she's seeing different timelines or, you know, different points. Oh, or, or maybe is able to access different timelines, different dimensions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, that's what I was going to bring up. Because she really looked like she was working. Yeah. It really felt to me like she, like, she was looking at, or, like, she heard her kids from another dimension. Because, like, like we said, we're going to be getting multiverse. So I feel like if she does get her kids back, it's going to be from another universe, which is going to royally fuck up everything. Mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. Yeah. That, that would be interesting, though. Like, if she did try to bring them through and bend the multiverses that way. Well, that would actually think about this now. That would be a good kind of premise to kind of make Scarlet Witch the villain in this Doctor Strange movie, right? Yeah. But also that would be fun. Like 
I just, I. Oh, that would be amazing. I love seeing how they use all the nuances of the character, and just that would be so badass to watch her and Doctor Strange go at it because she's trying to do some crazy ass shit again. Uh, and and so reading this book, I'm only imagining that she could maybe unlock something that maybe kind of takes over you know you know what i mean like i i feel like they could go that way with her story and i think that'd be really fun to see a more experienced and powerful especially since the issues with um end game and everything but a more powerful doctor strange as well mm-hmm. well because he definitely has uh done more since the first time we really saw him. And again, while we've seen exactly. him through both Infinity War and Endgame, like we haven't really seen what he's truly doing now. So yeah, that would be... Well, I mean, between end, uh, Infinity War and Endgame, we, he really wouldn't have been able to do much because he was one of the few that, or not few, one of the many that got dusted. So I yeah. don't think like, he had time to really hone his powers in, but you are right with him having been gone like between now or between Endgame and now, we don't know what we could be looking at yet. Mm-hmm. And and the fact that he stared basically humanity, the end of humanity in the face, right? Mm-hmm. And then yeah, Dormammu. He's, all all he's gonna do when he finished that when they finished that battle and defeated Thanos, I'm sure all he's gonna do is go train. Yep. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, and also, have they actually announced what the timeline is set to be for Doctor Strange? I don't think they have. So, for multiverse yeah, madness. Yeah, we have. I don't think we have an actual understanding of how long in the future or since Endgame has happened that this is really taking place. So that'll also really depend on like how much he's trained and what he's been doing. Well, he's also rumored to show up in the new Spider-Man movie. Yeah, but there was also rumors that he would maybe be in WandaVision. Like, you know. I don't know. I feel like that was more like fan, fan theories. Fan theory, maybe, yeah. But. I feel like the like him showing up in um, in Spider-Man was like, because he, I think he was seen on set. Well, and then there's also oh. been the uh, photo of the three individuals. So Peter and his two friends, because I'm horrible and bad with names right now um but where you can see stephen strange's haircut in the shadow what i didn't even hear about that yeah i'll see if i can uh find it and maybe we can post it to the twitter yeah Um, we'll definitely have to bring that one up um oh boy uh I, i i was absolutely heartbroken like during the final scenes when they tucked the kids in and she was like, thank you for choosing me as your mother. I know. And then, like, you saw the light in the background glowing, like, brighter and brighter as she was bringing the hex yep. back mm-hmm. in. And then, like, she goes and turns out the lights because she was like, oh, cool. I'm sad now. I'm about to lose everything I have again. And then uh, Vision comes downstairs and, like, gives the whole heartwarming spiel that he does. And then tells her something along the lines of, like, we've said goodbye before, so it... it Stands to say hello. Yeah, we'll say hello again. again. Oh, like, oh, this is <laughs> fucked up. I hate this so much. Yeah, I think every writer is mad at the writers of Wandavision for yeah, the because they of those lines. You know, and then like like you can't just give it to the writers. Like yeah, absolutely, the writers 
did a great job. But Paul Bettany for like delivering oh. those lines with such, I guess, such care and such uh, sweetness behind mm-hmm. his voice rather than like trying to drag out the sadness. It felt really genuine and very just so loving for them. Mm-hmm. Well, How about the fact that that he can act like a motherfucker behind layers and layers of prosthetic and makeup? Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Like, like you, you can feel his emotions and stuff just by the way he delivers his lines. He yeah. doesn't actually look like that? What? Oh my God. I thought he actually looked like that this entire time. Earth shattered. Oh. He is not Yeah, because red. they showed the baby pictures and everything. <laughs> Dang, I'm sorry, guys. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> what is my world Dang. now? Um, hey, hey, Matt, can you edit that joke and make it funnier? Yeah, there's not really much I could do about that one. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Thank you. Right. Um, it's like that. But yeah, as well, <laughs> <laughs> to go back to the touching dialogue, we also, like, last week's episode where they were talking about grief. What is grief if not love persevering? Like there have been some really sweet and tender moments between Rhonda and Vision that, I mean, we already knew that they had such a loving relationship, but to truly see kind of the nuances of it and how she essentially did get to have this whole life with him through going through the hex and truly letting his memory lay to rest and just i it was so beautiful both of the performances from elizabeth olsen and paul bettany were just stellar yeah vision is like is like what happens if you like bring the band coldplay to life like it's he is coldplay if that makes sense no it makes sense but yeah. also we're not out here slandering coldplay are we no i said that i'm I, no I, wait I no, I said that to be like a good thing okay that cool compliment yeah because i was gonna say like fucking love coldplay no i'm saying like he's just comforting he is the the way you did say it 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 almost made it seem as if coldplay doesn't actually exist um <laughs> in humanity because it was coldplay brought to life but you know or or that it just won't die. Okay. Okay. Uh, you leave dang. Chris Martin and his ex Gwyneth Paltrow alone. Damn. But hey, full yeah, we're circle. Back in the MCU. Exactly. Yeah, we're back in the MCU. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So then, where do we see the, the MCU going forward? I know this was mostly supposed to be a Wandavision episode, but I feel like it's going to cover um, more than that as well. Right. Well, I mean, we went on a whole tangent about Game of Thrones. We've obviously been covering yeah. more than uh, just Wandavision. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, all right. So then, like, favorite. How about this? I'm gonna, th- I'm gonna real quick. I'm gonna throw down a hot take, and you guys can do with that what you want. But I have primarily been, as far as the Civil War goes, the Stark fan. I am Team Stark. Really? Hmm. Yes. See, I kind of go both ways. Uh, I I can see why both have their pros and cons, and so I just am kind of team middle. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't I don't think I've ever settled for one. Well, and and that's the way it was written. Yeah. Yeah, and and it, it was written to be taken from both sides. So it's like basically like both sides are wrong, both sides are right, kind of thing. But I keep this debate alive with a lot of my friends because. I really don't like 
Captain America for the span of like those three movies, I'd say. Um, just because it is, it, it just, I feel like he puts a lot of people in danger, including his close friends, just to keep like saving Bucky. And I understand mm. that Bucky's going through it, you know, but it just kind of feels like a lot of times, like, the, the fellow Avengers are like, hey, we got a lot of things going on over here, you know? Like, we're all having a really hard time. He's like, yeah, but Bucky's, like, right over there. Like, I <laughs> I, I got to go save him. He's my friend, you know? And it's like, I understand. That's great to love your friends and to want to do the world for them. But, like, I, I just – there's even a point where Bucky is like, I feel like I am i don't deserve all this. Or or I feel like I'm not worth this, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And, and it's just kind of like – even Bucky's telling you, like, dude, stop. <laughs> like, just- Focus on your other responsibilities. Yeah, like, like, and and again, with the whole thing of, like, whether or not the Avengers should be checked by the government, you know, and stuff like that, it's it's kind of a, like, I've heard it argued a couple of different ways. Like, I've heard it compared to gun control, you know, and stuff like that. But then it's, it's combated with, yeah, but Stark made the gun you know what i mean like yeah. it's it's a, it's a whole it's a whole type it's a whole thing but i just wanted to see where you guys felt now okay so if i'm remembering correctly stark was like yeah if we're gonna be if we're gonna be doing all this stuff we need to be able to pay for it to pay for all the damages right and well to basically to sum up stark was stark suffered really bad PTSD, mm-hmm. anxiety, and then Wanda fucked him up, right? Yeah. And so he, so he, under the influence of Wanda in the very beginning of Ultron, he saw a vision of all of the Avengers dying because everything that was coming at them was just too powerful and they weren't like ready for it. And based out of that vision, he, pun, <laughs> he, um, was like you know oh we got to build a shield around the world you know and blah 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 yeah and you know behind everyone's back him and banner um made ultron and ultron was ultron and so he or and then uh so basically after all of that stuff and all of that he was like we need to be regulated we need to be held accountable um i you know this and that and then captain america was like no that's not freedom we need to be able to do whatever we want all right, so that I am a little bit on both sides. Uh, admittedly, mm-hmm. I do feel like they, they should be held accountable for what they do to an extent. Mm-hmm. But they there's 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 always going to be some kind of collateral damage. There's always going to be someone getting hurt that shouldn't have gotten hurt. Um, but I do feel like that when they're trying to save everything and everyone, it's a little reckless at some point. Yeah. Right. To the point that they that they know that they could be doing better. I know that they're obviously trying to, you know, save people and whatnot, but there's a couple points in I wanna say in Age of Ultron. Actually it was during um uh Tony's fight with Bruce when uh, Scarlet Witch or Wanda went and like showed Bruce like his worst fears and like he goes full Hulk rampage. The point where he like takes the Hulk up into the air and then smashes him down onto the uh, onto that unfinished building. Mm-hmm. He put a right. lot of lot of people in danger, and in hopes that like 
oh, um, we may smash some people here, but hopefully we won't kind of thing. Yeah. Well, here's the, here's the thing. He scanned the building for anything, any life. And so when he was flying over to the unfinished building, he said, scan for life or scan for bio, anything like that. It's something I can't remember exactly what, but he, he told basically to scan to make sure he wasn't going to hurt anybody. And then even before he drops them, he's like, how fast can we buy a building? So he's already like, well, I'll pay for it. Like, it's fine. You know, he's also Tony Stark. Stark, Exactly. (laughs) No, 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 I totally get that. But my thing is that he, he, I don't think he was able to take into account the falling debris and like where people were going to be standing beneath the building because right, that, that was, that was a big ass city. Those people were everywhere and they were also caught in the yeah. crossfire. Yeah. Now that is a fair point. Like, but there, but there's also a point in superhero movies where you got to draw the line on realism too. <laughs> no, like, I want them like, to be as realistic as possible. <laughs> you want to follow, you want to, you want there to be like a spinoff written about somebody that got like hit in the head with debris <laughs> In like the New York fight, yeah, and, like, they exactly. Just follow this person's story. Well, I just exactly. want a side scene where they have to go and just talk to all the surviving family members of those that they've harmed. Nah, like, Stark has Stark has drones for that. Yeah, that's just <laughs> either that I'm or like, sorry, your dad will not be coming home. <laughs> Confetti, or like going and visiting these people in the hospital and like, hey, bud. <laughs> Heard you lost your legs. (laughs) That's what Spider-Man's for. You sent (laughs) Spider-Man into the hospital to play with the kids. Because he is the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. You're absolutely correct. He's the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. That's what he's for. He's also the kid in the new one on the block. So, like, send the intern. All the Avengers... Oh, yeah, exactly. And of all the Avengers, he's the one that would enjoy going into hospitals and talking to kids the most. Hey, guys. Uh, sorry, you lost your dad. Uh, <laughs> here, have some Spider-Web fun. Like, I don't I don't even know yeah. what he'd do. But. Hey, hey, sorry your mom died. That wasn't because of me, though. I was across the city. Look at this backflip. <laughs> well, no, I feel like he'd be like, yeah, sorry that you lost both of your parents. Uh, for what it's worth, I don't have any either. So that's... That's my life. Hey, twinsies. And then like they just cry together. <laughs> yeah, he's like, bro, same. <laughs> what about you? Ida, give us give us your opinions. Yeah, so I don't know. I think there was a time where I was a little bit more for Cap. There's been times where I'm a little bit more for Tony. Um, I think especially after watching uh, Infinity War and Endgame, I, I may have to be a little bit more stark on this one because, like, you gotta have the accountability, the checks and balances, um, and also a shield around the world maybe wouldn't have been a bad thing at that point. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I I don't know. I am definitely a little bit still more in the middle ground just because there, there are pros and cons to the freedom of everything um, because they're superheroes and they're quote-unquote fighting to keep the world safe. Um, but also I totally get what Tony is saying and like, we gotta, we gotta pay for shit and we gotta have that accountability. I just don't think, I just don't think because it, this all stems from, uh, Rogers being threatened or, or feeling threatened by shield because they were, they were breached and, and Hydra, you know, mm-hmm. was growing within shield and stuff like that. But 
that's that that sh- it should have ended after that stopped. Okay, that was obviously Hydra. That wasn't Shield. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like Shield was the assholes, but like Rogers is treating Shield like they are, and I'm like, I don't get it. Like you saw that this happened. You know, like this this freak thing happened where there were people growing within Shield. You know, from Hydra, but. I, I don't know. I just, I just, I, I love Captain America. I really do. I love, I love giving him shit too, but I can give any of the Avengers shit. They all have their problems, oh, yeah. which is why they're such great characters, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's that thing. But in terms of Civil War, when I first watched Civil War, I was Team Stark, even though Captain America had that amazing scene where he was holding onto the helicopter and those biceps were rippling oh oh. that guy that guy is a specimen of a person truly and it it was it i was like damn dude get it like i don't know i love watching all the kind of excessive uh ways they showed off chris evans as steve rogers's muscles like just any excuse they they could ham with him and fan service all the way and the fans were happy uh oh yeah but i am it's because it's because chris evans always had like a really nice body but he was so lean Mm -hmm. and then it's like and then it's like well this is what happens when we put like 20 pounds of muscle on him (laughs) (laughs) look at those so it just ends up being like yeah, and then it just ends up being like twenty pounds of super well placed and well toned muscle. That dude looks like uh that dude looks like a fucking health diagram. Like he's built like like a really strong swimmer and it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're not wrong. Hmm. And I'm not even a little bit jealous. Uh and I don't wish that I could look actually I do wish I could look like him. Um Okay. Hey. Huh? Hogan, yeah. best body in the MCU, male and then female. Best body in the MCU. Um, male is going to be Thor in Endgame. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ida, you're next. Okay, for male. After 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 his female pick. Right. <laughs> and then, oh, sorry, after my female. Um, and then um, best female body is Black Widow post Soulstone. Uh, getting post getting the soul stone oh so not as flat or wait, wait. Oh, no no just you know like, no i meant like flat like pancake yeah, yeah exactly okay 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 all right cool so yeah because she was she was pretty thin at the end there she was yeah she was, she was mm-hmm. what about you uh, Ida, give us yours well, okay so like i'm gonna i gotta go with evans i'm sorry he just oh beautiful though i do love Girl, girl, don't apologize. Yeah, just, oh, that man is beautiful. Um, and then, I don't know, for female, I might have to go with Wanda, to be completely honest. Like, I just, I think... Wanda is very nicely Yeah, built. she just, she's nice and toned. She's, you know, not too excessive either way. And then also, her in that Scarlet Witch outfit reveal at the end, it was so good. Oh, man. So good. Um... So yeah, I think I loved I loved all of her costume reveals. By the way, in Ultron, when she mm-hmm. first came out after Pietro died, and uh, she started just um, uh, kicking ass, and she busted out of those double doors, and she was in her like full scarlet, you know, minus the visor face mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, that was a great look. I love that they gave her that jacket that flared out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you you both had very good 
very good um, submissions. Mm-hmm. Giggity. Um, <laughs> I, the, you missed one though. Okay. And so for male, my favorite body in the MCU, or in my opinion, the best one is Mr. Chris Pratt, because he went from very first star Lord movie being all cut and shredded. And then he just rode the dad bod for the rest. And, and he looked great doing it. Yeah. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Chris Pratt had it all. He did it all. And then on top of that, that dude's funny. That's, that's even better. But see, I, I personally, if I'm going to go with a Chris Pratt bod, I still Andy Dwyer, like Parks and Rec. Just before, just before he started really bulking up, and then I love the way that they made it, it made it work for the story in Parks and Rec. It's one of my favorite shows. Where it's just, oh yeah, I cut out beer and I lost, you know, forty pounds, and it's like, no, yeah. (laughs) Which is funny because he in that episode, as a matter of fact, in the England one, Mm -hmm. right? He's hanging out with uh, what's his name, who ends up being Novacor. Yes. So (laughs) so it's just funny. Yeah, it's just funny that Star Lord and Novacor were like just chilling. Yeah, but um, All right, female. Yeah, so so Chris Pratt for me, uh, and then female. You know what's funny is is a is a big one for me is Gamora. Um, Ooh, yeah. But I would have to say Groot. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, you um, would. <laughs> I, I have to say, I love, I love, so I have a really, really, really big attraction to like powerful women in like cinema and in general, mm-hmm. you know, but like, I think that Captain Marvel has like such a cool, like dominant, like beat em up kind of feel to her body. And like, I think it's so rad. She's such a cool character too. Yeah. Listen, I'm not saying that this is the weirdest segment that we've ever had. <laughs> but like it, it's up there. It's definitely one for the books. Yeah. Uh, but it still doesn't beat the Croc Martins. I think that's still our weirdest. Thank you. Croc Martins. Oh, good. You're welcome. I'm, <laughs> I'm buying spurs for my Crocs. Uh, I was actually going to do the same thing, but then I realized that I would have to buy Crocs. And uh, I have this thing uh, called Dignity. <laughs> yeah? I thought you were going to say taste. Uh, that too. That too. I don't know, man. I've seen you wear like I swear to God mismatch mismatched shoes and socks and stuff like that. No, I thought we were gonna bring up some really old stuff. I was gonna say, dude, I will I will Oh, oh, you want me to talk about the goggles or oh. what are we? <laughs> oh, wow. hey, no, you can't come out swinging. We all wore goggles at that point. Come on now. <laughs> exactly. You gotta remember, I was homeschooled. Same. Like I couldn't wear goggles because I had to wear glasses. <laughs> See, I, I guess you could say I, I wasn't cool enough to wear goggles. <laughs> what were you saying, Ida? See, I uh, wear glasses now, but I wore goggles then because that's what we homeschoolers did. We had to represent. It was our neon sign. Look at us. We've got goggles. Exactly. And, 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 flying, and flying steam-powered airships. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong, but I don't like to hear it. <laughs> wow, that's oh, great me times. Back. Oh, Jesus Christ! Oh. Um, you guys, you guys, did you guys used to listen to steampunk music? Yes. You and mean steam powered giraffe? Steam powered giraffe. Um, oh my goodness. There's, There's so many. There was others. one that I liked. Um, uh, 
Abney Park. Yes. Oh my gosh. They were they good. Were. They were like, I remember listening to them and I was like, yeah, no, this is what steampunk music would probably sound it like. Was. Honestly, I never had that phase. Yeah, no, I was. Oh no, I I I found that stuff, and I was like, I did not know that there was a music. You're telling me there's a music, and uh, yeah, I listened to it, and it was it's pretty well done, yeah. to be honest. It's good. Hey, aren't we supposed to be talking about Wandavision? Yeah. Uh, so maybe we should get back on that. We, yeah, we keep straying so so far from it. Anyway, sorry, I should have warned you guys about me. No, no, it's fun. Well, she says through gritted teeth it's so fun it's so fun thank you nate for dragging this on (laughs) all right guys so moving forward uh, i think there was a there was a lot of speculation on things that were supposed to be going on or it's not things that were supposed to be going on that but things that people wanted to see happen um be it like dr strange showing up or even me saying that i think ultron was going to show up at least at one point you still owe me six dollars Oh my god, just send me your Venmo and let's do it right now. No. So how were you imagining, Hogan, how were you imagining Ultron coming back? How do you think they would have done that? Okay, so I'm not much of a Marvel cartoon watcher, but there was one series of a Marvel cartoon that happened where uh, some like big higher up guy was Ultron in disguise, but like he had like human face on him kind of thing. Um and when oh, they, man. yeah, yeah, it was crazy. It was, and I saw the scene and like the way that they did it was like, like he started like kind of not, I don't want to say glitching out, but like, like kind of talking a little more sinister. And then at one point the face just melted off completely, like kind of droop, like, like he was having a stroke kind of thing, like, <laughs> like drooped off to the one side. And then like, he just took it off and it was just like the entirety of Ultron under that face. Oh, yeah, and I was really thinking that that's what they were going to do with the whole Project Cataract and with uh, them really holding on to uh, Vision's body because mm-hmm. I really genuinely felt that they were going to, have, or that Hayward was uh, Ultron and that he was only fixing Vision's body so that he could in turn take it over because he couldn't have done it on his own. Like he needed S.H.I.E.L.D. Like I felt like he was, uh, not S.H.I.E.L.D., I felt like he was running S.W.O.R.D. on his own so that he could have this one thing, and then he was just going to leave him in shambles, kind of thing, like how uh, Hydra yeah. did with Shield. Mm-hmm. That was my that was my running theory for uh, for I want to say the past three four episodes. Wait, so I guess you mentioned the it the last episode. So yeah, but it wasn't something that I had brought up because I was like that seems a little outlandish. And then once they showed that uh, Wanda never even got Vision's body, mm-hmm. I was like, all right, cool. Now I got to throw my hat into the ring. Well, and then when they did show Vision, one of the things that I thought was like, oh my gosh, if they have Vision with Ultron's voice, like, that is going to destroy her. Yeah. Um, So that that would have been really interesting to see. That would have been brutal. Yeah. But at the same time, I think it would have been too brutal and too much to try to wrap up in one episode. Um, Exactly. But it would have been cool. What about you? I also appreciate them naming the episodes after um, phrases in TV. Mm-hmm. Like, based yeah. off of like what it is. That's really fun. Filmed in front of a live studio audience. Um, there was a couple Breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was the, the, not this last episode, but the one before it. It was called uh, Previously On. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
which that was actually another theory, not theory, but like thing that people were hoping was because they kind of went with each decade of, of TV with naming it was previously on. That's how the show always started. So a lot of people thought that it was going to end with how the show ended each episode with please stand by. So people thought that uh, episode number nine was going to be called please stand by, which I don't think it was. Oh. Was it? It wasn't. I think it was actually just called the series finale. That makes sense. It felt very... Um, it was. The last episode was called the series finale for sure. <clears throat> All right. So then what did you guys want to... Or not want, but what did you guys... Yeah, I guess want to come to fruition that didn't. And what did you... What are you glad that didn't come to fruition? So there actually wasn't a lot that I heard as far as fan theories about this, but it was only because I wasn't really looking. I was doing a good job of keeping everything a complete surprise just because I... I did I, I did a good job of avoiding everything and and I can't say that I've heard any like weird theories that people were thinking to be honest well I know for me like I some of the fan theories that did end up happening um that I was really glad about you know obviously Monica Agatha both of those were really cool reveals um the things that kind of I was a little upset about I mean, not even upset, but, like, it would have been cool to see. I wish they had maybe done more with Dottie. It seemed like they were kind of setting her up. Nothing happened with her. Um, right. Which, that would have been kind of interesting. Um, as well, like, just having the fake Pietro be Ralph Boner. Um, that that was a little, like, that was, oh. That was funny. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> but at the same time, it felt a little, like, that's just a very... There you go. There's the explanation. Um, <laughs> so I felt like maybe that could have been fleshed out just a little bit more for my liking. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know. I think they really did a good job kind of keeping things up. I felt like maybe the hype of there being a Luke Skywalker like cameo was a little overhyped. Um, yeah, that one, that yeah. one I feel like they didn't deliver on super well. Where and I I've seen a lot of complaints actually online where people were like where was the cameo like we were expecting a Luke Skywalker level cameo. I'm still trying to think about. I'm still trying to remember. I just watched the episode today and I'm still trying to remember what that cameo was. I I don't think there was one in this particular episode. What the hell? Which means that Paul yeah. Bettany lied to us. Because I don't really yeah. remember a new character in this episode. It was all characters we'd seen and been introduced to prior. Um, right. Unless unless we're just missing something or forgetting one. Maybe. Uh, but then it wasn't really a good Luke Skywalker reveal, was it? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, if it was that forgettable, then it really wasn't that big of a deal. So, right. And I think maybe that the intention was the new vision to be kind of that like oh here we go here's something where he's actually kind of officially back in a way um because i i saw somewhere i don't even know where but the director was kind of like yeah paul bettany kind of uh maybe said a little too much um <laughs> but yeah i just there were there were like little things that would have been kind of interesting to see uh, what, it ha what happened to the beekeeper? Like, we mentioned him earlier, but it never gets resolved. Uh, did he just die? Is he is now he a bee. Died. I, what, what? He has to, he's doomed to wander Earth as a bee. 
as a B, as in just uh, yeah, just one B. Just one B. Just one, one B. M to the B. M to the B. M. I hate it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, yeah, I think he would just like so when Wanda, like, speaking of the beekeeper, when Wanda said no, when he crawled out of the. Uh, the sewer, like everything goes in reverse. So I feel like he just kind of ended up back at the the sword camp. Well, but I but don't like, know if he would have been yeah. at the camp or if he still would have been in the tunnel where he made the transition. So is he just That'd like so lost? If, like, the, the post tunnel? post post credit scene was him just like hello, <laughs> just like alone. Anybody? But yeah, so like ultimately, very very pleased. Um, and I think they delivered on a lot of the the really key fan theories that had been shown that were important, like Monica, Agatha, that kind of thing. Yeah. So. No, I yeah. agree with yeah. that one. What about you, Nate? What are we? What are we thinking? What are? What is something that you wanted to see that didn't happen? Oh man, um, I honestly would have would have liked to see them. Take, no, that would have been too big. I was going to say that I would have liked to see them take a crack at bringing the real Quicksilver back, but that was good enough. You know, like mm-hmm. that was that was a good yeah. example of them kind of testing it out and getting out before they messed it up, you know, so it it was cool. I also would have liked to see them because they, they did a really good job of pulling her out of being just a mutate, you know, like, like, mm-hmm. like being just a being just a a person that was worked on and experimented on you know and um i thought that they were gonna make the jump and be like yeah you know she's that but they they kind of did but without saying it which i still think is pretty cool mm-hmm. where she's like she's like no she's like i was i was she's like i'm enhanced and she's like no you're a witch basically mm-hmm. yeah the like showing that she had the powers all along but it was amplified by the use of the the was it mind stone yeah Right, and then her um her vision, uh, not her vision, but like her, what she saw in the Mind Stone coming to reality, like the whole outfit that she had was super super great. That's I felt like that one was like seeing her in the whole like you mentioned earlier in the whole uh, Scarlet Witch look. Yeah, it was right so good. Which I'm glad yeah, that. that the visor was was really cool. It Damn it, that's that what I was really gonna say, cool. you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I was actually literally just about to say that. I'm really glad that they didn't go with the uh, with the regular, just solid color visor, like they showed in the Halloween episode. Yeah, like they gave it, they gave it texture and they gave it like a bit of a design. It really had exactly. depth. Exactly. It was it was a really cool design that they did. Um, well, yeah, it, it looked it really did. They they made they did a good job of making it look like something that actually just magically appeared on her head, like yeah. because of a like a curse or something like that. Like the, it looks like something that could be believable as like something in legend, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and and I think that's really cool. Like a, like an artifact kind of thing that's like yeah, I guess passed down because if you really think about it, well. Before I do say what I'm going to say, um, I want to know how long it's going to be until, like, 3D printer people start making those and selling them. Oh, already in production. As we speak. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm sure that I'm sure that we'll have one by the end. By the time that this is put out tomorrow, I'm sure that we'll have someone having made one already. Yeah. Um, no doubt. Exactly. 
But I like the uh, the idea that there's Scarlet Witch. Like, she is Scarlet Witch, but she's not just Scarlet Witch. She's the Scarlet Witch, uh-huh. which really, I feel like, it shows that it's a, um, like a title that's passed down. Yeah. Exactly. Because one thing that they did in the uh, in the comics was her mother. Uh, God, what's her mother's name? I can't remember her mom's name, but her mom's her mom in the comics was the Scarlet Witch for a while, and then she died, and it was passed down to Wanda, who then also became the Scarlet Witch, rather than it just being her right. name. Um, if they do that kind of thing in the MCO, we would really like to see who they're going to train or who is going to be a the next one because I mean they've already got Hawkeye setting up um, Kate Bishop mm-hmm. in his series you've got oh my god who's the other one I mean you've got the the twin boys um, what are their names Tiny, Wiccan and Wiccan and, Wiccan and Speed. Speed yeah yeah Wiccan and Speed which I feel like we're gonna be seeing them again and I was really hoping that we'd get to see more not more of them but like uh, I guess a little bit well more put together version of their costumes yeah. In the in this series. Um But I did love that they gave a good nod to like the old comic book feel again oh, with yeah. the Halloween episode. It was so good, but also <laughs> seeing them in a full getup more a la standard MCU that we know on the screen would have been cool. Yeah. And I don't doubt right. that we will see them again. Well yeah, because we've also got Miss Marvel coming out as well and that I, they're setting up the um the young Avengers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That being said, uh, going back to the first post-credit scene, um, they're really going to start pushing hard the setup of Secret Invasion. Which, if you haven't read that storyline, it's absolutely stellar. Mm. Mm. It's um, the scroll one, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did you Did you guys end up reading that one? I have not. I saw bits of it, but I haven't actually read the full thing now. That one was really good. Uh, Nate, I'll give you my uh, my copies because I still have them in my uh, in my long or my short box. Um, That'd be rad. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's only I think eight issues. Oh, cool! I have way more issues than that. Wow. Hello, is this thing on? <laughs> Jesus Christ, that was. No, we're just giving you um, the silence you deserved for that. Good. Silence or the silence is past laughing laughter. So it's like when there's just when you when you guys are just dumbfounded, that means I've done my job. Yeah. Oh no, I'm always dumbfounded. I'm just um, dumb. Okay, cool. I've always said that. Wow. Said you said you were pretty dumb. I hate this so so much. God damn, he's on fire. Put him out. <laughs> Fuck both of you guys. Honestly, I'm. I swear to God, this is gonna be the episode that I quit. And then Nate will take your job. Oh my god. Anyways. Anyways. Got him. Um, they're really, really pushing for Secret Invasion. They're pushing for uh, Young Avengers. Um, I'm really excited to see what they do next. That being said, as far as things that that I'm glad that didn't come to, like that they didn't bring in... Um, I feel like it would have been a little too much for Doctor Strange to show up. Yeah. Yeah, I can't see them really finding anything good for him to do other than just, like, showing up to tell them something. (laughs) Yeah, or being like, hey, so I heard what you did. Did you need help with that? Or 
I can I can train you. Yeah. But he's already showing up as the father figure in um the new Spider-Man movie, which I know we keep bringing up, but yeah, No Way Home. Yeah. Stepfather, stepfather, Stark. He's not going to replace Stark. Yeah, no. Stark Stark is daddy. I'm not calling him dad. Okay. <laughs> not even if there's a fire. I don't think he would replace Stark either um because Stark is uh, underground and six feet under. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's dead. So that means that we would have to kill Stephen Strange, which they did mention that her powers surpass that of the Sorcerer Supreme. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. No, which I thought was yep, a really they did interesting. say that she powerfully like, like, strong. Yeah, she's kind of ridiculously strong. She's OP for sure. She's 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 broken. So do we really gen- like genuinely, honestly think that they're going to be setting her up for a uh, for a like more of a villainous role? I could see that. I think. Yeah. yeah, I think that for the movie, I think that for the movie, she's gonna be the villain, but she's not gonna. It's not gonna end with her being the villain. I think it's just like uh, she's gonna be a fun villain. That's it, you know? Yeah. It, yeah. To me, I think is one kind of like anti-hero to a point where it's like she just oh, yeah. is going super hard now on the fact that she has all this power. She's now learning how to use and properly channel this power. And I think she's going to break some, uh, breaks, break too many rules for Doctor Strange to let slide. So. Well, maybe maybe she's not going to be set up as the villain, but rather as the issue. Yeah. Because the, you yeah, have yeah. The- you're on the right track with that one because I can definitely see them. Do- if you mean doing something like a Batman v Superman thing, where it's like Stephen Strange is like, what are you like? All I see is this like like I have this powerful disturbance, and I can see that you're really powerful. Uh, you know, like, yeah. like w- what happened to you, Wanda? Yeah. Like, well, maybe not so much Batman versus Superman, but maybe more. I was seeing more along the lines of Civil War, where Zemo was the villain, but the issue with the infighting that they were having that was caused by Zemo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's a thing too. Um, which actually, we're going to be seeing more of him in uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon, or whatever. I can never remember the name of that show. Thank you. That's the one. Um, we're supposed to be seeing more of him. We're actually supposed to be seeing a location in that series that has to do heavily with the um, with the X Men. What? Yeah, I can't remember the name of it, but it's some island. Like they showed it in the trailer, and it's supposed to like heavily have to do with the X Men. And I really think that they're also setting up a big push for uh, mutants to show up, mm-hmm. which I don't know how they're going to do that. No, I have no idea how they're going to do it, but I have no doubts that they're going to and that it should be pretty seamless. So, especially with already the introduction of this fake Pietro, even though it turns out to be Ralph Boner, um, <laughs> it's still kind of setting up. So, Which is something also, that I wanted to bring up. Do you guys up. see... Oh, sorry. I was, I was going to ask if you... Do you guys see Mordo coming back? Yeah, he was one of those uh, one of those storylines that I had been kind of forgotten. Mm-hmm. Right, but it was set up at the end. Yeah, you know, yeah. That he's you know. I mean, if they don't bring him back, that feels kind of like a waste. I think it would. I think it would feel like a waste because he's gonna. He would be a cool villain. He would. Or as my girlfriend likes to call him, Doctor Strange, but evil. 
Which, of course, of course, they're going to have. Never mind, I'm not going to say that. Um, so, that <laughs> island that I was talking about is called Genosha. And it says okay. Genosha is a fictional country appearing in uh, American comic books published. Uh, it's an island, an island nation that exists in Marvel's main shared universe known as Earth 616 in the Marvel Universe and prominent place in the X Men chronology. So it appeared first in 88 of October. And apparently that's where, like, if you watch that uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier trailer, that's the Falcon and Winter Soldier are being led by Zemo to somewhere else mm-hmm. in that, in, on that island. Like, they're on some, like, walkway or whatever. And Really? Yeah, that's something that we're going to have to dissect later on. Maybe not this episode, but another time. Yeah. Um, it's... It looks like they're really setting up for mutants to be there, which I feel like they need to make a push for Fantastic Four to show up first. I am I am so ready for Fantastic Four. I am so <laughs> tired of it being done wrong yep. and waiting for this new one to come and their introduction into the MCU because they are such a pinnacle part of Marvel. Yeah. They and really are. You, you can you can connect a lot of storylines with them and it's just like I understand they want to do it right, you know, but man, it sucks to wait for. Well, but at least we we have the speculation that they've already hinted at it with Monica um kind of mentioning the uh, appearance potentially. So, we'll see. Hopefully they do actually introduce them within either late phase four or maybe the beginning of phase five. Right. Yeah. I feel like they need to bring the first family in as soon as possible. That being said, give me Krasinski and Blunt as Reed Richards and Sue Storm or give me nothing. Right now. No. (laughs) <laughs> no 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 i i like i like i like krasinski as mr fantastic but i don't like blunt as storm why not who would you rather have because because susan storm needs to be more of of a a straightforward scientific type and i don't see emily blunt being able to do that we've seen sue storm We've seen Jessica Alba, you know, we, you know, and, and, and all of that, that whole thing, but we need to see more of Sue Storm as a scientist and, and an ass kicker. And I just, I can't see Emily Blunt doing that. Okay. But then who do you have a a Sue Storm in mind? Oh, I think that there's plenty of, I think that there's plenty of, of really capable actresses, but it could very well be somebody that may not be as well known, you know, but will point. still do an amazing job. Um, I can see, man, I can't think of anyone right now, but I just can't see Emily Blunt doing it. Mm. What about you? Who would you want to play uh, Reed and Sue? Ida. Well, I mean, I'm still all for Krasinski uh, as Reed. For sure. I think he would be an incredible Reed Richards. Um, but then for Sue Storm, I mean, I could see Emily Blunt doing an all right job. I, I don't, well, I think it would be good to see that because they just have great chemistry and are both fantastic actors. 
Um, I don't necessarily see the casting directors deciding to do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't really have an idea of who I'd want to fill out the rest of the cast at that point. Um, so yeah. Like, like for instance, for me, uh, somebody that would be a good runner up would be, um, uh, I would say, I think Charlize Theron would be a good one. That would be good. But she would, but she would be, if John, if, if Krasinski would be, Mr. Reed Richards, it would be good to have Charlize Theron as Susan Storm. But if you want to make them younger, that's a whole other ball game. Yeah, it, it, that is a good point. Of what age do we think they're going to actually put them in? Because we've kind of seen them all over the map to a point in the right. film iterations. I don't think at this point though we need to have them young because we saw how that turned out in that what 2016 yeah. Fantastic Four movie. I feel like if they're going to bring them in, which I think I think had a lot of good things about it. Are you serious? Yeah, I think I think that I think that that the Fantastic Four movie, the the one that we're talking about, while being a train wreck, came at it from the right direction. Really? Do elaborate. Yeah, I think that I think that it was cool to make them young. I think that it was cool to make it happen the way that it did the way that they all came together and had to work together and stuff like that um the adopted brother sister thing i don't really agree with that i mean but whatever right mm -hmm. um i think that i i think that it it had an opportunity to be cool one thing i didn't appreciate about that movie just real quick is the fact that that the smallest one in the cast was ben grimm and he's supposed to be the big jock mm -hmm. bodyguard guy. Yeah. And so it, it's like, this guy is shorter than all of them. <laughs> like, what the hell? Yeah, honestly, I feel like if we're going to have uh, the thing in any of the movies, he needs to be, like, not, like, taller than the Hulk, but, like, he needs to be Comparable. pretty towering. Because he's supposed to be menacing and, and I want to say intimidating is the word I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. Another another choice I would have for um, I agree with you by the way, but um, another choice I have for Sue Storm would be like Blake Lively. I think that'd be a really cool way for her to get into the MCU, hmm. like in a better like because think about it. I mean, like her husband is Deadpool. Like that'd be so funny. Yeah, yeah, that would be good to see. I think she could do a pretty good job at that. Though it's so yeah, kind I, of unlike a lot of the other roles that she's taken. So I'm saying, give yeah, us that's the thing she would. She would need to have chops, right? Like, like Ida said, like she would need to be able to act, and she would need to be able to be believable as this as this hardworking scientist, you know. And I, I just don't know what type of a uh, character actor she is, you know. She honestly is a pretty decent actor. Um, you know, I think the last movie that she did was a simple favor opposite Anna Kendrick and their chemistry was really fun in that movie and I mean she played just kind of this crazy ass character so I mean she can she has a wide variety within her acting skills so I mean I could see her stepping up to the plate speaking of Anna Kendrick did she ever end up playing Squirrel Girl because I think no. that that was uh, the thing that's supposed to be right I think so no. but I don't think it ever actually happened but I do want to see that I I don't remember Anna Kendrick ever being 
considered for Squirrel Girl. What I do remember is um, Lily from the AT&T commercials mm. being cast as Squirrel Girl, and she was, and she I she played Squirrel Girl in the um, the young, basically the the Marvel Rising show where it was like the Young Avengers, mm. essentially. Okay. She she played Squirrel Girl's voice. By the way, check out that show on Disney Plus. It is it is really cute. It's really fun. Um, I would say right now it's like Marvel's best answer to like Young Justice. Hmm. It's it's fun. Ooh, okay. Yeah, you guys should give yeah, it a shot. I'll check it out. Um, I love Squirrel Girl, and which is why I kind of perked up when you guys said that. I I think I think Squirrel Girl has been like my crush recently <laughs> with like comics and Marvel and stuff like that. Um, uh, it's it's funny too. My girlfriend Joey, I always jokingly call her Squirrel Girl because she is a diehard Captain Marvel fan. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And um, I call her Squirrel Girl, though, because she, to me, she, like, just is more like Squirrel Girl because she, we have two chihuahuas and, like, those are, like, her pride and joy. They're, like, the two squirrels <laughs> and everything. And um, I love that. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things. But, like, I always, I always give her crap because I always, like, say that she's Squirrel Girl and she should cosplay as Squirrel Girl because, like, you know, it's, it, it's, I, they're kind of built the same way, too. Like, I love that Squirrel Girl is typically, like, a more uh, well-rounded, you know, like, fe like, physical features and everything. And it's just, I just, I think she's cool and I really want to see her done correctly. Mm -hmm. I definitely think uh, she should make an on-screen live-action appearance in the MCU. That'd be good. If we're getting Miss Marvel, we will see her. I'm, I'm almost positive. Well, then we're going to have to see who they cast. Because, I mean... Right? It's going to be... They've got choices. And yes, I, exactly. I think Kendrick could do a pretty good job um, as her. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know the route that they're going to take then if they do that. I think it needs to be I think it needs to be a plus size actress. That would be great to see. Uh, yeah, I think I think because Squirrel Girl is tech in a lot of of renditions she's she's plus size. Mm -hmm. And and it's it would be really cool to like to, to see that, you know, and and um to see that that representation, you yeah. know. Also too Finally, we're going to start getting some cool um, Marvel, like, animal animals. Not Rocket, you know, not Raccoon, mm -hmm. anything. Like, we're going to start seeing some, like, squirrels be, like, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and you're completely correct about bringing in a uh, plus-size actress. Anyone but Rebel Wilson, please. Yes. I can't stand Rebel Wilson. Between Rebel Wilson and, I'm sorry, I got to say it, Melissa McCarthy. Yep. I just want to like toss myself off. No, the Squirrel Girl. Uh, but here's the thing, though, is they're both too old anyway. It has it, to be. It a has younger. to be. It has to be a younger actress for sure. I I would say, I would say twenty one or twenty and like twenty to like twenty six. I would say. Well, and then that also opens up a lot of opportunity for it to be a pretty unknown actress. You know, exactly. and that that would be good to see. Just no nobody that we've really seen before, nobody that we've had an attachment with another character before. Um, just fresh face. Yeah, yeah. Oh, totally. That would be really fun. I like I like the Anna Kendrick um, idea. I just was brought kind of back to a thought about, you know, who would play a great Susan Storm if she wasn't a piece of shit is um, Amber Heard. <laughs> really. 
I think she would. I, I totally think she would make a great Susan Storm. She's, I think she's a good actress. It just sucks she is the a situation. Horrible person. You know? Yeah, uh, well, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And you're not wrong, but like going back to the Fantastic Four because we were talking about how whether they should be uh, younger or older. I feel like uh, if they're going to be older, I think that they should be older when they show them in the MCU so that they're established as like these scientists and these people with powers already because I am i don't want to see another origin story from them. Yeah, seen, oh gosh, we've seen too many. I've seen too many of them. That being said, if they're going to do um, Sue Storm, Ooh. I would love to see, oh my God, I just had her name in my head. Go on. What were you saying, Nate? Let, let me think about the name. I was gonna say um, the the actress that plays Sabrina, Mae Whitman. No. Ooh, uh, so got, yeah, for Squirrel Girl. Oh, I thought we were talking about Sue still. How adorable would that be? Well, Mae Whitman as Squirrel Girl would be adorable, but and I mean she's also a really strong actress. Seeing her in Good Girls is just so good. Um, yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. I I messed up on the on the Sabrina thing. I read the wrong name under the wrong one. But I do mean I do mean May Whitman. The um, yeah, not Kieran the Duff, which is which is hilarious to me that it was called designated ugly fat friend when I think she's gorgeous. She's so beautiful, yeah. and it's like, come on, like really. But also, I love but. her start in Arrested Development where she played Anne slash Egg. Um, oh my god! It was so good. She just has a way of being very unrecognizable, very just bland in the background. But then when you see her as an actual person, and especially in a lot of her more recent projects, she is gorgeous. Like, she's a, an attractive woman. And she's hilarious, too. Yeah. Yeah, she is. She is funny. I just love, I dude, leaving her in Mexico is like the funniest thing I've oh ever happened. But um, uh, what's what is her name though? Um, the the girl that plays uh, Sabrina, the teenage witch on Netflix. Kieran um, Shipka. Yes, her, her I think would be a great Squirrel Girl too. Just real quick, I do got a butt in. I remembered the name of the person. Yes. And yes. If go. we are going to see a Sue Storm on screen, this is kind of a hot take. I'm not sure how you guys are going to feel about it, but if we're going to go for an older Sue Storm, well, not like older, older, but you know what I'm saying, um, more established Sue Storm. I would like to see Kira Knightley. That would be interesting. I would I would actually really like that. And she would she's an amazing actress. Well, she Kira Knightley yeah. is very good at what she does. Yeah, she is. No, that that's a really also, good thing. Also, also, I didn't appreciate finding out that she was like 14 when they filmed Pirates, by the way. Oh yeah. Yeah, she, she was, was like super young. Super young. Yeah, she was like she was like 15, I think, somewhere around there. Yeah, she was definitely uh mid teens. She got her start very early on, um, and she came to play. Like, she hit it out of the park. Dude, she showed up, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they did the same thing with, uh, with Megan Fox's start in, I want to say it was Bad Boys, done by Michael Bay. Uh, mm -hmm. They wanted her for more of a... Uh, for more of a sexualized role, which was kind of fucked up to begin with, but... Problematic. But when Michael Bay, yeah, exactly. When Michael Bay found out that she was 17, he was like, oh, yeah, we can't do that. So instead they had her dancing under a waterfall in a bikini. Because that's be better. It, is it not? Uh. I thought it was. But oh, then he man. but then he also and then he's like, 
It's fine though. When she's of age, I'm gonna have her star in this Transformers movie and just sexualize her to shit. Yes. <laughs> Which don't get me wrong, I love the that's first what Transformers. Movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's really what happened. I'm tired of all these like semi decent directors being creeps. Yes. Dude, she she they had her they had her in the second movie bent over a motorcycle in short shorts and like boots and we were supposed to believe that like she was like working on it and it's like no <laughs> one works on motorcycles like no, that dude like, like you're gonna get so oh you do i'd pay for that yeah where are, okay. we, are we posting that to twitter for geekly by weekly only fans nah you think that i won't do it Hey, there. on an episode of on an episode of Random Encounters, I made an OnlyFans, and it's called Nate Pets Things, and it's still up. Oh, that's right! I remember you mentioning that. I'll have that. to subscribe. Yeah, yeah. It's just gonna be. It's just if I start making money, it's just gonna be me petting different animals, and you're gonna pay me to pet different animals. <laughs> that is the dream, though. Mm-hmm. I figured, right? Do what you love, and the money yeah. comes. Just petting all the cute things. Yeah, it's like that. And and I don't mean like dogs and cats. That's where it'll start. Yeah. But I'm going to hit the big time. I'm going to go up to like, I'm going to move up to like goats and cows and shit. Get a llama? So cool. Nah, crocodiles. You guys have a friend that has pigs or that takes care of pigs. Maybe we can start there. Yeah. Hey, Alex. I uh, hope you're listening. We miss you. We can't wait to have you on the show yeah. officially, but we know that you're uh, you're doing some stuff right now. What is it for the government again? Fighting off uh, deep sea dragons. What was that last time? I remember you guys talking about that, and I just want to say, Alex, thank you for your service. Mm-hmm. Well, it's really nice. Someone's All right, guys, we're coming it. up on just real quick. We are coming up on um, two hours. Yeah. Uh, maybe we should start wrapping this up. Do we have any other uh, things that we want to talk about, real quick? No, I think we. Yeah, I was like, God, this is the Joe Rogan show. Why are we going so long? This is crazy. <laughs> I think we. It's the Joe Rogan show, but we have. Um, <laughs> We have uh, class. There you go. The class. <laughs> <laughs> Any other things that we need to discuss? Because I know that there's... We talked about things that we wanted to see. We talked about things that didn't come to fruition, but that we thought would. Um, yeah, no, I think we covered pretty much everything. And then uh, that were, sets that us up to do. have... Falcon and Winter Soldier discussion for the next episode. Yeah, well... Hell yeah. Oh well, yeah, because this isn't... Because if we're not recording Sunday, then it would be two Sundays from now. Yeah, so I think this is the, this episode is going to be the one that uh, fills in the gap. Yeah, between Assembled and Falcon airing. Yeah. So, cool, cool. Um, right. Hey, do any of you guys listen to Kind of Funny? I do not. No. So it's a podcast network um, just made by like three dudes that uh, are really, really smart guys that all met working at IGN together. Anyways, they um, uh, a while ago when the ending two movies of the MCU, when um, Endgame and um, uh, the war one, whatever, I forgot Infinity what it's war. called. Infinity War. There we go. Man, we forgot about that one. <laughs> Anyways, um, they they reviewed every MCU movie leading up to it. But now it's like this whole thing. But anyways, it's called MCU in review. And if you guys want to really see some like or, or see and listen to some great content of people um, covering and talking about like Marvel movies and stuff and talking about them, it's so fun to watch. Yeah, no, that's something that I would like to eventually have us do one day. Um, I feel like once 
things get better as far as coronavirus goes and, and things reopening, um, I would like to get all of us together for like movie viewings for like new MCU movies mm-hmm. and then record our reviews and, and thoughts on them. Um, because I mean, that's something that could be, uh, if we have a good turnaround time for it, we could get it done and out pretty fairly quickly. Yeah. Well, I mean, our turnaround has been really good. Thanks, Matt. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> What was that? I'm sorry. Did you just did you say something? But as far as WandaVision goes, I mean, the show. I know that we kind of went off the rails um, a lot, but as far as the show goes, I really feel like it did a good job of telling a, a not a closed story, but like a um, like its own story within the MCU, and not having to rely too much on other stuff that was also in the MCU, and uh, I guess establishing what is to be coming next. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, they definitely did a good job of making it its own kind of standalone thing so that if you hadn't been too familiar with a lot of the other MCU content, you still understood what was happening. But for those who have actually been watching and keeping along with the overall story, it really gave a lot of service to the fans. Even to the point right, that, like yeah. my mom, who was never really into uh, MCU stuff, she was she watched the series, and at one point, I think during somewhere between episode seven and eight, we were talking about it, and she was like, "Yeah, and like watching this makes me want to go back and watch all of the movies, so I like completely understand what's going on." And I was like, "Yeah," because she's watched Guardians of the Galaxy a few times, and she mm-hmm. loves that movie. Because it's just a right. you know it's a stellar movie, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> it's 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 a genuinely good movie. Uh, anyways, yeah, they they did a lot of good setting up for what's to come. Uh, a lot of things left to speculation. I think only a couple, uh, you know, loose ends. That being where the hell Darcy went. Um, yep. Where the Vision went. And then possibly setting up uh, the uh, Fantastic Four, like we discussed earlier, which I don't think that the person, like looking back on it, I don't think that the person that she was talking about when she said that she had an aerospace engineer friend um, was Reed. I feel like because she was, you know, surrounded by scrolls basically her entire life, mm-hmm. it was one of the scrolls that she knew that was helping her out over in Sword. Could be. Yeah, that, that is a very real possibility. Well, either way, it did a lot of setting up. Uh, Mike, uh, starting with Nate, because he is our guest. Final thoughts and go. You got 10 seconds. Cool. Um, loved the series. Super stoked for what it's setting up. And I hope that Marvel can keep his momentum. Mm-hmm. 10 seconds are up. All right, Ida, you've got 10 seconds and go. Yeah, also super excited to see exactly where they go. Um, They did a great job with what they had and are setting out for some pretty stellar content. Very good. Now, because I am the head of the show, I'm going to give myself 20 seconds. Um, (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm not going to do that. You can't control how long the people listen to you. This is true. But um, we can just cut your parts out. So fucking. All right, final thoughts. Uh, no, 
Final thoughts. Um, setup was very good. Didn't drag on like I thought it would. There were really no filler episodes. And the one episode that I thought was filler really brought it out Like at the end when they were like, you are the Scarlet Witch. Other than that, fantastic show. Would watch again. Can't wait to see what happens next. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, I think that about covers it. Uh, yeah, I think that about brings it up to the... Uh, uh, just so you guys do know, this episode is actually going to be the one that is, um, I guess, filling the spot for the episode that was supposed to come out on Monday. We decided that we were just going to do a WandaVision, and I guess it turned into a whole Marvel special. Um, so the next episode that will be coming out is going to be after the first episode premieres for... Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Falcon and Winter Soldier, which is going to be coming out... The show comes out on March 19th. The next episode will be March 22nd. We are really excited to bring okay. you guys the next episode. And you know what? Honestly, thank you to Nate for uh, dealing with yes. us and being on our show. We really, really were stoked to have you. And it turned out way better than I expected. So much fun. Appreciate it. Thank you guys for having yeah, me. Thank you, Nate. Like, it's, been, it's been a super, <laughs> super great time. Um, I'm glad that he is my replacement. He's not actually my replacement. Uh, who do I go to for like, like pay? Like who do I who do I talk to about that? Um, I uh, is it like a Venmo thing or like a Zelle? Or? Yeah, as far as payment goes, um, you can uh, send a text uh, straight up your ass because you're not getting paid for this one. All right, you know what? I don't think the listeners are gonna miss you. <laughs> you're, just, yeah. you're just nasty. Yeah, I know. Obviously, I love how I'm like, just I mean, safe in the corner on the side, like. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, no! You're next. Your next episode. You're good. No, Ida, Ida, you, you do, you do absolutely nothing wrong. You're a sweetheart. See? I had a great time with you, Hogan. <laughs> you know, it, honestly, I thought you were gonna say Ida. You do absolutely nothing, and then just <laughs> I, I was like, damn, that. that's rough. I was like, not wrong though. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's rude. Anyways, uh, this is the end of the episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to us again. We really do appreciate all the uh, the likes and the plays and the, the I guess, I don't want to say campaigning, but like shares that you guys give us. And we're just really, really stoked to be able to bring you guys content like this and for you guys to not only listen, but to be able to enjoy it. It really means a lot. And this is this is more than just a passion project for for me, at least. I'm not sure how these two feel about it, but... No, truly, thank you. It really, really means a lot that you guys are, are listening and tuning in. Um, I could take it or leave it. Well, then you could leave, maybe. Damn, and there it is. <laughs> All right, guys, so yeah, like I said, thank you again for, for tuning in and listening to us. And once again, thank you to Leland Philpot for that wonderful intro that he gave us. And I'm actually pretty sure that we're going to be using it as the outro as well. Like I said, check his music out over at Leland Philpot or sorry, at Leland Philpot on um, Twitter. And Nate, give us a plug one more time. What you got? You guys can find me on AshleyMadison.com <laughs> by just logging in. And No, you guys can find me on Instagram.com.org under Viscara Nate. That is my name backwards. And you guys can find me on Instagram under Mastodon Sanchez. Follow my show, Earache Podcast, in which I am one of three uh, hosts. And we talk about dumb stuff in a matter not nearly as structured as this. So if you want, <laughs> just if you just want controlled chaos and it, it feels if you want there to feel like there are four guys just like in your house and like you don't really know when they're going to leave, but they always leave. Listen to our show. That's what we that's what we do. So it's it, it, it'll be fun. 
And actually, one more thing I do want to bring up. I got to say thank you to our lovely uh, host, Ida, uh, for finally getting the Instagram of ours up and running because Lord knows I wasn't going to do it. I, I'm not so great with the <laughs> Oh, Instagram. y'all got the gram? We do have yeah, the we got gram the gram. Now. We're over there. Over at, what yeah. is it? At Geekly Biweekly? At Geekly Biweekly, uh, which is where you can find us pretty much on all social platforms. So if you are not already following, give us a follow. Give us some love. We'd love to see it. Biweekly. And blocked. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Thanks again, guys. We'll see you guys next time. This has been Geekly by weekly. Sparky too. <laughs> <laughs>